Chapter One of Buddhist Writings. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Calm Dragon. Buddhist Writings. Translated by Henry Clark Warren. Chapter One The Story of Sumedha. A hundred thousand cycles vast, and four immensities ago, there was a town named Amara, a place of beauty and delights. It had the noises ten complete, and food and drink abundantly. The noise of elephant and horse, of conch-shell, drum, and chariot, and invitations to partake, ee and drink resounded loud. A town complete in all its parts, where every industry was found, and eke the seven precious gems, and foreigners from many lands, a prosperous city of the gods, full of good works and holy men. Within this town of Amara, Sumeda lived of Brahmin caste, who many tens of millions had, and grain and treasure in full store. A student he, and wise in spells, a master of the Vedas three, he fortunes told, tradition knew, and every duty of his caste. In secret that I sat me down, and thus to ponder I began, what misery to be born again, and have the flesh dissolved at death. Subject to birth, old age, disease, extinction will I seek to find, where no decay is ever known, nor death but all security. What if I now should rid me of this body foul, this charnel house, and go my way without a care, or least regret for things behind? There is, there must be, an escape, impossible there should not be, I'll make the search and find the way from which existence shall release. Even as, although their misery is, yet happiness is also found. So, though indeed existence is, a non-existence should be sought. Even as, although there may be heat, yet grateful cold is also found. So, though the threefold fire exists, likewise nirvana should be sought. Even as, although there evil is, that which is good is also found. So, though tis true that birth exists, that which is not birth should be sought. Even as a man befouled with dung, seeing a brimming lake at hand, and nothless bathing not therein, where senseless should he chide the lake. So when Nirvana's lake exists, to wash away corruption's stain, should I not seek to bathe therein? I might not then nirvana chide. Even as a man hemmed in by foes, seeing a certain safe escape, and nothless seeking not to flee, might not the blameless pathway chide? So when my passions hem me in, and yet a way to bliss exist, should I not seek to follow it, the way of bliss I might not chide? Even as a man who, sore diseased, when a physician may be had, should fail to send to have him come, might the physician then not chide? So when diseased with passion sore, oppressed I seek the master not, whose ghostly counsel he might cure, the blame should not on him be laid. Even as man might rid him of a horrid corpse bound to his neck, and then upon his way proceed, joyous and free and unconstrained, so must I likewise rid me of this body foul, this charnel house, and go my way without a care, or least regret for things behind. As men and women rid them of their dung upon the refuse heap, 
and go their ways without a care or least regret for what they leave. So will I likewise rid me of this body foul, this charnel house, and go my way as if I had cast out my filth into the drought. Even as the owners leave and quit a worn-out shattered leaking ship, and go their ways without a care or least regret for what they leave, so will I likewise rid me of this nine-hold ever trickling frame, and go my way as owners do, who ship disrupted leave behind. Even as a man who treasure bears, and finds him in a robber gang, will quickly flee and rid him of the robbers lest they steal his gold. So to a mighty robber might be likened well this body's frame, I'll cast it off and go my way, lest of my welfare I be robbed. Thus thinking I on rich and poor, all that I had in alms bestowed, hundreds of millions spent I then, and made to him avaunt my way. Not far away from Himavant there was a hill named Damaka, and here I made and patterned well a hermitage and hut of leaves. A walking place I then laid out, exempted from the five defects, and having all the virtues eight, and there I gained the six high powers. Then ceased I cloaks of cloth to wear, for cloaks possess the nine defects, and girded on a bark and dress, which is with virtues twelve endued. My hut of leaves I then forsook, so crowded with the eight defects, and at the foot of trees I lived, for such abodes have virtues ten. No sown and cultivated grain allowed I then to be my food, but all the many benefits of wild fruit fare I made my own. And strenuous effort made I there, the while I sat or stood or walked, and ere seven days had passed away, I had attained the powers high. When I had thus success attained, and made me master of the law, a conqueror, lord of all the world, was born, by name de Pamkara. What time he was conceived, was born, what time he Buddhaship attained. When first he preached, the signs appeared, I saw them not, deep sunk in trance. Then, in the distant borderland, invited they this being great, and every one with joyful hearts the pathway for his coming cleared. Now so it happened at this time that I my hermitage had left, and bark and garments rustling loud was passing o'er them through the air. Then saw I every one alert, well pleased, delighted, overjoyed, and coming downward from the sky, the multitude I straightway asked, well pleased, delighted, overjoyed, and all alert is every one, for whom is being cleared the way, the path, the track to travel on? When thus I asked, response was made, a mighty Buddha has appeared, a conqueror, lord of all the world, whose name is called Dapamkara. For him is being cleared the way, the path, the track to travel on. This word, the Buddha, when I heard, joy sprang up straightway in my heart. A Buddha, Buddha, cried I then, and published my heart's content. And standing there I pondered deep, by joyous agitation seized. Here will I now some good seed sow, nor let this fitting season slip. For a Buddha do ye clear the road? Then pray grant also me a place. I too will help to clear the way, the path, the track to travel on. And so they granted also me a portion of the path to clear. And I gan clear while still my heart, said Buddha, Buddha, o'er and o'er. But ere my part was yet complete, Pamkara, the mighty sage, the conqueror, came that way along, thronged by four hundred thousand saints, without depravity or spot. 
and having each the six high powers. The people with their greetings gave, and many kettle drums were beat, and men and gods in joyous moods, lords shouted their applauding cries. Then men and gods together met, and saw each other face to face, and all with joined hands upraised followed the Buddha and his train. The gods with instruments divine, the men with those of human make, triumphant music played the while they followed in the Buddha's train. Celestial beings from on high threw broadcast over all the earth, the earthenra flowers of heaven, the lotus and the coral flower, and men abiding on the ground on every side flung up in air, champakas, salalas, nipas, ningas, pungas, ketakas. Then loosened I my matted hair, and spreading out upon the mud, my dress of bark and cloak of skin, I laid me down upon my face. Let now on me the Buddha tread, with the disciples of his train. Can I but keep him from the mire? To me great merit shall accrue. While thus I lay upon the ground, arose within me many thoughts. Today, if such were my desire, I my corruptions might consume. But why thus in an unknown guise should I the doctrine's fruit secure? Omniscience first will I achieve, and be a Buddha in the world. Or why should I, a valorous man, the ocean seek to cross alone? Omniscient first will I achieve, and men and gods convey a cross. Since now I make this earnest wish, in presence of this best of men, omniscient sometime I'll achieve, and multitudes convey a cross. I'll rebirth circling stream arrest, destroy existence's three modes. I'll climb the sides of doctrine's ship, and men and gods convey a cross. A human being, male of sex, whose saintship gains a teacher meets. As hermit lives and virtue loves, nor lacks resolve, nor fiery zeal, can by these eight conditions join, make his most earnest wish succeed. To Pamkara, who knew all worlds, recipient of offerings, came to a halt my pillow near, and thus addressed the multitudes. Behold ye now this monk austere, his matted locks, his penance fierce. Lo, he, unnumbered cycles hence, a Buddha in the world shall be. From the fair town called Kapila, his great retirement shall be made. Then when his struggle fierce is o'er, his stern austerities performed, he shall in quiet sit him down, beneath the ajpla tree, their pottage made of rice receive, and seek the stream, Naranjar. This pottage shall the conqueror eat, beside the stream Naranjar, and thence by road triumphal go, to where the tree of wisdom stands. Then shall the peerless, glorious one walk to the right round wisdom's throne, and there the Buddha ship achieve while sitting at the fig tree's root. The mother that shall bring him forth shall my called be by name, Sudhodana his father's name, his own name shall be Gautama. Kulita Apatisa too, these shall his chief disciples be, both undepraved, both passion-free, and tranquil and serene of mind. Anandan shall be servitor, and on the conqueror attend. Kim and Apalavan shall female chief disciples be, both undepraved, both passion-free, and tranquil and serene of mind. The bow-tree of this blessed one shall be the tree Asata called. Thus spake the unequalled mighty sage, and all when they had heard his speech, both men and gods rejoiced and said, Behold, a Buddha here. 
Now shouts were heard on every side, the people clapped their arms and laughed, ten thousand worlds of men and gods, paid me their homage then and said, If our Lord, to Pamkara, the doctrine now we fail to grasp, we yet shall stand in time to come before this other face to face. Even as, when men a river cross, and miss the opposing landing place, a lower landing place they find, and there the river bank ascend, even so we all, if we let slip, the present conqueror that we have, yet still shall stand in time to come, before this other face to face. To Pamkara, who all worlds knew, recipient of offerings, my future have prophesied, his right foot raised and went his way, and all who were this conqueror's sons, walked to the right around me then, and serpents, men, and demigods saluting me, departed thence. Now when the leader of the world had passed from sight with all his train, my mind with rapturous transport filled, and I raised me up from where I lay. Then overjoyed with joy was I, delighted with the keen delight, and thus with pleasure saturate I sat me down with legs across. And while cross-legged there I sat, I thus reflected to myself, Behold, in trance am I adept, and all the powers high are mine. Nowhere throughout a thousand worlds are any seers to equal me, unequaled in the magic gifts have I this height of bliss attained. Now while I sat their legs across, the dwellers of ten thousand worlds rolled forth a glad and mighty shout, Surely a Buddha thou shalt be. The presages with erst were seen, when future Buddhas sat cross-legged. These presages are seen to-day, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. All cold is everywhere dispelled, and mitigated is the heat. These presages are seen to-day, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. The system of ten thousand worlds is hushed to quiet and to peace. These presages are seen to-day, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. The mighty winds then cease to blow, nor do the rivers onward glide. These presages are seen to-day, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. All plants be they of land or stream, do straightway put their blossoms forth. Even so to-day they all have bloomed, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. And every tree and every vine is straightway laden down with fruit. Even so to-day they're laden down, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. In sky and earth doth straightway then full many a radiant gem appear. Even so to-day they shine afar, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. Then straightway music's heard to play, amongst men of earth and gods in heaven, so all to-day in music join, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. There falleth straightway down from heaven a rain of many colored flowers, even so to-day these flowers are seen, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. The mighty ocean heaves and roars, and all the world's ten thousand quake, even so is now this tumult heard, Surely a Buddha thou shalt be. Straightway through the whole of hell the fires ten thousand all die out. Even so to-day have all expired, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. Unclouded then the sun shines forth, and all the stars appear to view. Even so to-day do they appear, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. Straightway, although no rain hath fallen, burst springs of water from the earth, even so to-day they gush in streams, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. And bright then shine the starry host, and constellations in the sky. The moon in Libra now doth stand, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. All beasts that lurk in holes and clefts, then get them forth from out their lairs. Even so to-day they've left their dens, surely a Buddha thou shalt be. 
straightway content is all the world and no unhappiness is known even so to-day are all content surely a buddha thou shalt be then every sickness vanishes and hunger likewise disappears these presages are seen to-day surely a buddha thou shalt be then lust doth dwindle and grow weak and hate infatuation too even so to-day they disappear surely a buddha thou shalt be then fear and danger are unknown and all we are freed from them to-day and by this token we perceive surely a buddha thou shalt be no dust upwhirleth towards the sky even so to-day this thing is seen and by this token we perceive surely a buddha thou shalt be all noisome odors drift away and heavenly fragrance fills the air even so the winds now sweetness waft surely a buddha thou shalt be then all the gods appear to view save those that hold the formless realm even so to-day these are all seen surely a buddha thou shalt be then clearly seen are all the hells however many be their tale even so to-day may all be seen surely a buddha thou shalt be through walls and doors and mountain rocks one finds an easy passage then even so to-day they yield like air surely a buddha thou shalt be existence then forbears its round of death and rebirth for a time even so to-day this thing is seen surely a buddha thou shalt be do thou a strenuous effort make do not turn back go on advance most certainly we know this thing surely a buddha thou shalt be when i had heard the buddha's speech and what the world's ten thousand said well pleased delighted overjoyed i thus reflected to myself the buddha's never liars are a conqueror's word never yet was vain nothing but truth the buddha speak surely a buddha i shall be as clods thrown upward in the air fall surely back upon the earth so what the glorious buddha speak is sure and steadfast to the end nothing but truth the buddha speak surely a buddha i shall be as also for each living thing the approach of death is ever sure so what the glorious buddha speak is sure steadfast to the end nothing but truth the buddha speak surely a buddha i shall be as at the waning of the night the rising of the sun is sure so what the glorious buddha speak is sure and steadfast to the end nothing but the truth etc as when he issues from his den the roaring of the lions sure so what the glorious buddha speak is sure and steadfast to the end nothing but the truth etc as when a female has conceived her bringing forth of young is sure so what the glorious buddha speak is sure and steadfast to the end nothing but truth the buddhas speak surely a buddha i shall be come now i'll search that i may find conditions which a buddha make above below to all ten points where conditions hold their sway and then i searched and saw the first perfection which consists in alms that high road great whereon of old the former seers had ever walked come now this one as first adopt and practice it determinedly acquire perfection in thine alms if thou to wisdom wouldst attain as when a jar is brimming full and someone overturneth it the jar its water all gives forth and nothing for itself keeps back so when a suppliant thou dost see of mean or high or middling rank give all in alms and nothing stint even as the overturned jar but now there must be more than these conditions which a buddha make still others will i seek to find that shall in buddhaship mature 
perfection second then i sought and lo the precepts came to view which mighty seers of former times had practised and had followed come now as second this adopt and practise it determinedly the precepts to perfection keep if thou to wisdom wouldst attain and when a yak cow's flowing tail is firmly caught by bush or thorn she thereupon awaits her death but will not tear and mar her tail so likewise thou in stages four observe and keep the precepts hold and all occasions guard them well as ever yak cow does her tail but now there must be more than these conditions which a buddha make still others will i seek to find that shall in buddhaship mature and then perfection third i sought which is renunciation called which might seers of former times had practised and had followed come now this one as third adopt and practise it determinedly renounce and in perfection grow if thou to wisdom wouldst attain even as a man who long has dwelt in prison suffering miserably no liking for the place conceives but only longeth for release so likewise thou must every mode of being as a prisoner view renunciation by the aim thus from existence free thyself but now there must be more than these conditions which a buddha make still others will i seek to find that shall in buddhaship mature and then i sought and found the fourth perfection which is wisdom called which mighty seers of former times had practised and had followed come now this one as fourth adopt and practise it determinedly wisdom to its perfection bring if thou to wisdom wouldst attain just as a priest went on his rounds nor low nor high nor middling folk doth shun but begs of every one and so his daily food receives so to the legend i resort then seek the wisdom to increase and when this fourth perfection's gained a buddha's wisdom shall be thine but now there must be more than these conditions which a buddha make still others shall i seek to find then shall in buddhaship mature and then i sought and found the fifth perfection which is courage called which mighty seers of former times had practised and had followed come now this one as fifth adopt and practise it determinedly in courage perfect strive to be if thou to wisdom wouldst attain just as the lion king of beasts in crouching walking standing still with courage ever is instinct and watchful always and alert so thou in each repeated birth courageous energy display and when this fifth perfection's gained a buddha's wisdom shall be thine but now there must be more than these conditions which a buddha make still others shall i seek to find that shall in buddhaship mature and then i sought and found the sixth perfection which is patience called which mighty seers of former times had practised and had followed come now this one as sixth adopt and practise it determinedly and if thou keep an even mood a buddha's wisdom shall be thine just as earth whatever is thrown upon her whether sweet or foul all things endures and never shows repugnance nor complacency e'en so or honour thou or scorn of men with patience mood must bear and when the six perfections gained a buddha's wisdom shall be thine but now there must be more than these conditions which a buddha make still others will i seek to find that shall in buddhaship mature and then i sought and found the seventh perfection which is that of truth which mighty seers of former times had practised and had followed come now this one as seventh adept and practise it determinedly if thou art ne'er of double speech a buddha's wisdom shall be thine just as the morning star on high its balanced course doth ever keep 
and through all seasons, times, and years, doth never from its pathway swerve. So likewise thou in all thy speech swerve never from the path of truth, and when this seventh perfection's gained, a Buddha's wisdom shall be thine. But now there must be more than these conditions which a Buddha make, still others will I seek to find, that shall in Buddhaship mature. And then I sought and found the eighth perfection resolution called, which mighty seers of former times had practiced and had followed. Come now this one as eighth adopt, and practice it determinedly, and when thou art immovable, a Buddha's wisdom shall be thine. Just as a rocky mountain peak unmoved stands firm established, unshaken by the boisterous gales, and always in its place abides, so likewise thou must ever be in resolution firm entrenched, and when this eighth perfection's gained, a Buddha's wisdom shall be thine. But now there must be more than these conditions which a Buddha make, still others shall I seek to find, and shall in Buddhaship mature. And then I sought and found the ninth perfection which is called good will, which mighty seers of former times had practiced and had followed. Come now this one as ninth adopt, and practice it determinedly. Unequaled be in thy good will, if thou to wisdom wouldst attain. As water cleanseth all alike, the righteous and the wicked too, from dust and dirt of every kind, and with refreshing coolness fills, so likewise thou both friend and foe, alike with thy good will refresh. And when this ninth perfection's gained, a Buddha's wisdom shall be thine. But now there must be more than these conditions which a Buddha make, still others will I seek to find that shall in Buddhaship mature. And then I sought and found the tenth perfection called indifference, which mighty seers of former times had practiced and had followed. Come now this one as tenth adopt, and practice it determinedly, and when thou art of equal poise, a Buddha's wisdom shall be thine. Just as the earth, whatever is thrown upon her, whether sweet or foul, indifferent is to all alike, nor hatred shows, nor amity. So likewise thou, in good or ill, must even balanced ever be, and when this tenth perfection's gained, a Buddha's wisdom shall be thine. But earth no more conditions hath that in the Buddhaship mature, beyond these are there none to seek, so practice these determinedly. Now pondering these conditions tend their nature, essence, character, such fiery vigor had they all, that all the world's ten thousand quaked. Then shooked and creaked the wide, wide earth, as doth the sugar mill at work. Then quaked the ground, as doth the wheel of oil mills, when they're made to turn. The entire assemblage that was there, and followed in the Buddha's train, trembled and shook in great alarm, and fell astonied to the ground. And many thousand water-pots, and many hundred earthen jars, were one upon another dashed, and crushed and pounded into dust. Excited, trembling, terrified, confused and sore, oppressed in mind, the multitudes together came, and to Dhamkara approached. O oh, tell us what these signs portend, will good or ill betide the world? Lo, terror seizes hold on all, dispel our fears, all-seeing one. The great sage then, Dimpamkara, allied and pacified their fears, be comforted, and fear ye not, for that the world doth quake and shake, of whom to-day I made proclaim, a glorious Buddha shall he be. He now conditions pondereth, which former conquerors fulfilled. Tis while on these he is intent, as basis for the Buddhaship, the ground in worlds ten thousand shakes, in all the realms of gods and men. When thus they'd heard the Buddha speak, their anxious minds received relief. 
and all their drawing near to me again they did me reverence thus on the road to buddhaship and firm determined in my mind i raised me up from off my seat and reverenced upamkara then as i raised me from my seat both gods and men in unison sweet flowers of heaven and flowers of earth profusely sprinkled on my head and gods and men in unison their great delight proclaimed aloud a mighty prayer thou hast made succeed according to thy wish from all misfortunes be thou free let every sickness disappear mayest thou no hindrance ever know and highest wisdom soon achieve as when the time of spring has come the trees put forth their buds and flowers likewise dost thou o hero great with knowledge of a buddha bloom as all they who have buddhas been the ten perfections have fulfilled likewise do thou o hero great the ten perfections strive to gain as all they who have buddhas been on wisdom's throne their insight gained likewise do thou o hero great on conqueror's throne thy insight gain as all they who have buddhas bend have made the doctrines wheel to roll likewise do thou o hero great make doctrines wheel to roll once more as on the midday of the month the moon in full perfection shines likewise do thou with perfect mind shine brightly in ten thousand worlds as when the sun by ru freed shines forth exceeding bright and clear so thou when freed from ties of earth shine forth in bright magnificence just as the rivers of all lands into the ocean find their way may gods and men from every world approach and find their way to thee thus praise they me with glad acclaim and i beginning to fulfil the ten conditions of my quest re-entered then into the wood End of chapter 1 The Story of Sumedha Recording by CalmDragon.net